What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning into the Bombcast. Yo, we have something a little different for you today. It's a short segment, but we thought it would be a really fucking cool thing to capture. One of our past guests, who was on our most recent episode, songwriter, music producer, and co-founder of the multi-vendor music marketplace, Jet Tracks, randomly decided he was heading out west. A solo flight to Arizona, a purchase of a rental car, no hotels booked, no friends, family, acquaintances out there to connect with, just a man and the road. Perhaps this was a soul vacation, or a creative or spiritual journey, or maybe it was just to simply get the hell out of Nashville. You know, the funny thing about creators is we do some crazy shit. We do crazy shit because we have to. How else do we refill the well, find inspiration, journey outside the box, abandon our comfort zones, search the deeper meanings, find ourselves, lose ourselves, attempt to understand, attempt to connect, and ultimately to really live. Yeah, crazy shit. That's what we do. So let's hear about Ryland's journey. What did he discover? What did he learn? How did this affect his creativity? How did this affect his life? I call this segment, How the West Was Won. Mr. Ryland Fisher, thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me, buddy. How about that intro? That was amazing. You made this way cooler than it oh my probably gosh. really is. It's my closest uh, attempt to like a Morgan Freeman kind of narration. Yeah. Yeah. You make people look good. Doggy, here we go. Okay, so I get a text from you uh, a couple of days before Kevin and I went up to the fight in Chattanooga, and yeah. you tell me that you were you booked a flight to Arizona, yeah, and you're doing a solo mish uh, out west, and that was basically it. You were just uh, you were riding the wind, man, yeah. and I was like, what the hell? Uh, a, I was excited for you. I thought that was amazing. Well, I think the first thing I said was, where's where's the invite? I wanted you to go so bad. I know. Oh my god. Next time. Yeah. Next time. But you did this on a whim. This was completely unexpected. What what inspired you to just get the hell out and uh go on this crusade? This year, I, you know, obviously it's been weird for everybody, but I've had a couple years that have been kind of weird, very much a blessing and the best time of my life, but also at the very same time the most trying time of my life uh for a number of reasons and I just hadn't left. I was just grinding. As you know, just like yourself, I have a few a few different oh, careers. Yeah. and Busy man. Yeah, I'm not sleeping much. Um, and it's been a couple years of that, and somewhere I've been wanting to go forever, and I haven't been able to get on a plane for obvious re reasons, but you know, I, I kind of took this opportunity to, uh, on a whim, um, grab a flight to Phoenix, and I decided... The day before, this is the day before I'm going. Uh, oh, wow. I had all these points. No preparation. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had like 40,000 like Southwest points, which is the equivalent basically of a last minute round trip. So I'm like, okay, let's cash these guys in and got myself a flight, booked a car, and I decided I'm going to go, I'm going to start in Phoenix, I'm going to end in Phoenix, I'm going to do a 2,500 mile circle. 
the reason I had decided on there was um, I had written this song with a co-writer of mine, somebody I, I look up to greatly, uh, Leslie Satcher. We wrote this song one time. You know, I, I showed up with this with this title, and she wrapped this scenery around it, and we ended up writing this very cool take on on a breakup. In the midst of that co-write, she had told me about this place in Tusuki, uh, Tusuki, New Mexico. And it was just a, a cocktail place, but she went into detail about it, and it, it has some cool history associated with it. And for whatever reason, after that song was written, by the way, it's like one of my favorite songs of all time that I've ever written. Wow. And uh, I'm going to be putting it out uh, in the next few months or so. But Hey, great. Whenever I play that song, you know, I think about what that song's about, and I also think about the scenery wrapped around it, and I just became more and more infatuated with the scenery. And it's all based in kind of Southwest, Wild West. And this is a place that you've never visited, I've but never. it was kind of sold to you as this uh, yeah. place that you now had to go. Yeah, and for the last five years or so, people have been telling me about that side of the country, like Wyoming, mm -hmm. Colorado. I've been to Arizona as a child. Like I don't have much memory of that, but... uh I had never done it in in depth on my terms, right? When you're a kid, you just do whatever your parents want you to do. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's different when you're in your 30s than when you're nine years old and they're holding your hand everywhere. <laughs> exactly right. Can I ask this yeah. too? This, you know, you wrote the song about a breakup. Was this a real life breakup or just an idea? Absolutely, and um, you know, Leslie just had the perfect scenery and the perfect metaphor to wrap around this idea that we were trying to drive towards and but yeah totally legit and that's why it, it was so close to home i took this song very personally uh in the best way you know again i just been infatuated with the scenery around it been wanting to live the song essentially yeah. you know so i'm like okay here's my chance I, let's see if we can do this and i had about five days to do it in so i booked it one evening and then I went the next evening and uh, I spent about five minutes packing. I just like threw a bunch of shit in a bag. and Typical Rylan Fisher move. Yeah. 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 Threw a bunch of shit in a bag and uh, had my carry on. Uh, but yeah, I spent a couple hours um, just plotting out about like 50 or so different spots that, you know, it, it was much more than that. But eventually I just kind of found this, I say a 2,500 mile circle because after I plotted out all these different spots I wanted to stop at. I just kind of looked for like the logical circle and I was like, this sounds about right. And hopefully we make it home in time. You know? That's crazy. How did you decide on where to where to stop? Just things that uh, like just kind of points of interest or just um, things you might have heard about or just kind of went on a whim like, oh, this looks fun or whatever. Yeah, some of it was uh, fine and on the fly. Uh, but most of it, you know, I kind of just went online and I was just like, what are the craziest or best or weirdest things to do yeah. in Arizona and New Mexico. Yeah, just built the itinerary around that. Some things got, got bumped. I had to call a lot of audibles, yeah. you know, as I went, including upgrading my rental car. You know, I had this little ass Corolla and that would have never made it. Never would have no made way, it you're with driving, the kind of driving I was yeah. doing. Yeah. Because you're going through the mountains and I'm imagining out there you might be hitting some snow even. There's a lot of snow like up in Flagstaff, but also some of those roads are not paved. It's just like gravel and rocks. They don't have it blocked off, but it's the only way to get to like a national monument, for example. 
when I got into town, that was the first thing I did. I hit this one, and it was the middle of the night, trying to get to this thing, and I'm about two miles out on the GPS, and I'm losing service and the whole deal, right? And there's no road. And so I'm just kind of doing this, like, winding thing. And all I know is I, I don't think a Corolla would have necessarily made it. Corolla's a great car. I think, you know, yeah. it, it gets highway. you to yeah, highway, can take you to work, maybe drop the kids off at soccer practice. But yeah. when you're going through the rugged mountains where the roads are, where there ain't no roads, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sorry, Corolla. So we, you upgraded to, what did you have, a, a, an army tank? <laughs> no, they gave me a Mitsubishi Outlander. They upgraded me to Oh, so. night, yeah. It's some bigger tires. Yeah. And I was off the ground a little bit. That's you know good. I mean? which, which was good. Let me ask you this. So you're getting you're in the Mitsubishi and you're uh yeah. you're on the road. I mean, the first like hour. What what was going through you like during that time? I was trying to focus on getting to the the first why wi- there was this wild west town, all these cool old saloons and stuff. And we got a bunch of saloons here in Nashville that are kinda like mocks of yeah. Of but not the real. Yeah, of yeah. What, all the stuff that we romanticize about the Wild West. I wanted to, I wanted to get into some of those, um, some of the real ones that are like a couple hundred years old. That was what was going through my head. I was like, I was, I'm just trying to get to Prescott, Arizona. Go in one of these saloons, mm-hmm. order myself a hooker. <laughs> Basically, maybe play yeah. some dice or some cards. Not so long ago, that was a reality. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you ended up making it there. Let's talk about just some of the stops we did along this journey. Prescott, Arizona, we're, we're out here in the Wild West. We, we're stopping at the saloons. What's the atmosphere like? I mean, uh, what are you drinking? I'm just kind of immediately infatuated. It's like there's all these places that um, they actually got swinging doors on them still. And, oh, so cool. You, you know, we, we put that stuff in country songs now, but it's a real thing still yeah. in some places, you know. And that was a really cool town, uh, very historic, but um, it was one of the – like a mainstay for you know those outlaws like Wyatt or well he was kind of a law guy but also an outlaw to a point and Doc Holliday oh yeah DH yeah and his girlfriend Kate this place called the palace was like the place that is known that they have like just obviously it's a kitschy town so they got stuff all over the walls that was like their main hang they'll tell you all day that Doc, Doc and Wyatt and those guys used to hang out there as a courtesy for you, in the Bombcast studio today, we do have the movie Tombstone playing yeah. in the background just to uh, kind of reiterate that vibe and maybe mm-hmm. take you back. I could not imagine what the feeling you must have felt by walking just in those swinging doors. And what I, you know, the reason why I asked you what you drank is because any either spaghetti western I've ever seen or any yeah. outlaw out west. Uh, historical movie. Um, it's I never seen anyone drink beer in their life, and I've never seen anybody drink a glass of water. It's always been yeah, brown. Yeah. Is is whiskey, whiskey, or you obviously you get whiskey. Absolutely. Um, I did not drink one beer on the whole trip. I drank some water. I drank predominantly. I think the whole way I drank bullet. Well, the beautiful metaphor of drinking bullet is you're in these towns where yeah. bullets. Uh, let's just say they mattered. Yeah, that's maybe how, that's why I did. Yeah, I yeah, maybe subconsciously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely in towns. Absolutely, and I think that whole vibe. You know, I told you, Doc Holliday is my spirit animal now, man. So, what is it about Doc Holliday that uh, excited you and ignited you? You know, as I was going through all these little towns, you know, planting my feet on all these kind of historic grounds, I started to go down the rabbit hole myself of, of all that history and stuff. And the more that I learned, 
um, the more I realized why I was there, you know, I, I think in some respects this trip was about, you know, running from something, right? Or at least taking a breather from from something, like maybe emotionally or mentally or physically, all the above. Um, that's why we go on vacations. We need a break. I was also running towards something too. Maybe I didn't know exactly what that was, but I was, you know, I was like, there's some kind of, I'm feeling some vibe that there's some kind of answer out here that I'm looking for. Maybe the question was, where do I go from here? You know, I don't want to just say, I'm, I'm going to come back refreshed or I'm going to come back ready to take on the world again, you know? Right. Um, but how can we come back for the better, right? And uh, I started going down this historical rabbit hole and, you know, the doc kept coming up in all these different towns every town i would go through i'd see you could buy little signs or t-shirts and stuff that said like i'm your huckleberry you know i kept seeing that over and over again it was this like recurring theme right and i'm like i don't know what the what the damn thing meant oh you, you, did, you didn't I didn't know, know. Okay. i didn't know because i hadn't seen tombstone or you know, I might have seen it when I was a kid, but I don't remember anything about it. I remember that Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer yeah. were in it, but Came I don't remember anything like about 91, it. 93. 93. Okay, yeah. yeah. Early 90s. You were, we were just little kids yeah. then, yeah. And the movie's been kind of like, uh, that That whole uh, time period has been like recreated on film like dozens of times, right? Can you tell our listeners what uh, that that quote actually means? That uh, yeah. I'm Huckleberry? Yeah, and you know that's why I say, you know, Docs my spirit animal because I was a, I was going down that historical rabbit hole and I keep I keep seeing these signs that say I'm your hookup. So obviously I had to Google it. I was like, what does this mean? And I look it up and it has two meanings. In and if you watch the movie, you kind of figure it out. Um, at least one of them one of the meanings is is pretty obvious and it's basically like. It, it, it happens at a fight scene, right? In a gunfight scene. So obviously, like I believe it, Johnny Ringo. Yeah, is the yeah. outlaw who uh, I believe he's in the streets and he's looking for a fight. Yeah, yeah, he's looking for a gunfight. And Docs is Huckleberry, right? Right. You know, that's one meaning, but also means, you know, I'm the man you're looking for. Also, like I'm down. You know, it, simply yeah. put, like I'm in. No matter the stakes. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. And I thought that maybe that's a lesson right there, you know, for me to huge lesson to take moving forward. And and I think I am that way to a point. And something I was telling you the other day, the biggest thing that I learned about this trip so far was I think we're really good at conveniently, um, you know, being down to do things that that maybe to some people are a little outside the box or not out of the ordinary a little bit, but um, there's other things uh, that, that, that we don't uh, take the initiative on that, that we should. There's things that we know would be good for us that we don't do out of fear, out of uh, right. and lots of kinds of fear, you know, uh, yeah. fear of failure, right? Fear of rejection. Those things are huge for, yeah. Probably anybody, right? Or it seems too hard. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all uh, are very comfortable with certain things and very uncomfortable with with certain things, right? And for me, it was really eye-opening to be like, okay, here I am doing this thing, taking this solo road trip that's, you know, being very, you know, cathartic, you know, as I go along here. But I'm also being reminded of all the all the ways that I don't live this way when I'm at home, 
you know, in other aspects of my life, whether it's for, you know, trying to protect yourself or, you know, um, or whether it's trying to prevent yourself from falling on your face, you know, that was a, that was a big lesson. And going back to doc, the guy love him or hate him. And it's, it's folklore at this point. Nobody knows what's real and what's not real. Right. However, the common thread I think in his life is, you know, he had tuberculosis and that's what he died of. And during, um, all the stories that we've come to know about Doc Holliday, he lived like he had nothing to lose. Cause he didn't, right? He didn't have anything to lose. He was dying. Mm-hmm. And what if we all lived like, you know? Oh yeah. We were dying a little bit. I mean, that's that's so huge though. Yeah, and it sounds it's a cliche thing. We've heard it before, right? However, how many of us really live live that way? Like we we say we know, and it's like, oh yeah, just live like you were dying, and everything will be all right. How many of us really do that? You know, I think you take the calculated risk, whatever it might be, but not just when it's convenient. You know, so yeah. that was a big lesson for me. It was like I'm out here driving these miles. You know, my mom probably, you know, she was telling me like she thought I was crazy because I didn't really know what I was doing, and there was just no planning or or anything like that. It was just it was all on a whim from moment to moment. But I wish uh, I was like I need to when I come back. I don't wish, like, I need to come back and, and start living the rest of my life this way. When I said in the intro, what did you learn? What did you discover? I mean, I think you just nailed it. What a great lesson to learn. Not doing things just out of convenience for us, uh, but doing things that scare us, saying yes and, and diving in deep into things that we really don't know the answer at the end of it, but we just do it because... We were willing to take the chance. In the beginning, when we started, I, you know, I said, okay, I was starting in Phoenix and I was ending in Phoenix, right? That there was, there was a start and there was an end. Yeah. What's funny is that like the, all the miles and all the different little spots along the way, those are the, the only things that matter. That's the El Dorado. That's the, right. You know, the gold right there, and not this destination. There's something funny about driving in a circle. If you think about that, yeah. if you drive in a circle, what's really the destination? Do you really have one at that point? There's no like, like concrete destination. The destination quote unquote is like all these lessons that you learn along the way while you're driving in the circle, you know? Yeah. So I think it was, it was interesting that I picked that path. Like I didn't start in one place and end in another place. Like I drove in a circle because I wanted to learn something and um, there was no ending destination. It was just all these little lessons or like a bigger lesson, uh, you know, all these these small things turning into this bigger thing. The yeah. more I went, it kept yes. reinforcing the same thing. Like I'm your Huckleberry, I'm your Huckleberry. I've never experienced something uh, quite like that where the same theme keeps banging me over the I'm kind of a hard head. Sometimes you got to bang it over my head. Yeah. And on the 10th try, maybe I'll, I'm like, okay, I get it. Okay. It's, it's sinking in. It seems like you went out there and you were chasing the unknown. You went to Arizona and you were going to fly back from Arizona, but everything else was, was the unknown. I think most people, who are set in their ways and live within their means are more focused on this is where we start and this is where I want to end. But 
the middle, the storytelling, the script. They, they pay less attention to that, and that's when you lose. That's when you lose the meanings, the discovery, the, uh, the beauty, you know what I mean? So I'm glad that you went out there. A solo mission, by the way, balls, just balls. And every man should do this. I, I agree, every man should, every person should do this. I think every creator should do this. I agree, yeah. Um, we tend to get stuck in our ways. We tend to get stuck in our boxes. And sometimes we have to get the fuck out and yeah. take that chance and go ride the wind just a little bit. It Obviously, it did wonders for you. I like to think that, you know, I was ballsy in, in kind of my day-to-day and what I was doing. I felt like I was taking on a bunch of stuff. I was taking some cool risks, and I was enjoying myself all the while. But once I got far enough outside of my comfort zone to do something I've never done before by myself with just a tank of gas, you know, and, and myself and a, and a vehicle, you know, uh, it was enough to, to change me where – you know, I can come back a different person with some new, newly learned lessons and uh, super grateful for it. You're back now. Now, how do we go forward with it? You are a songwriter, music producer. You are an entrepreneur, owner of a very fucking awesome company, Jet Tracks, which we've been Thank promoting you. all week. And you guys should check out jettracks.com. Moving forward with what we've learned and discovered, where are we going? I think it's just about raising the bar as far as you know living life to the fullest and as much as i i maybe thought that i was living like i was like i like i could be gone tomorrow i don't i don't really think that i was i think i was playing it safe you know so there's all kinds of things that i want to do now and uh creatively and professionally and uh you know in every way yeah physically emotionally mentally you know there's there's lots of things that i want to do that you know it's it's been a reminder of how precious life is it's a it's a reminder that um let's have as much fun as we can while we're here and pay attention to as much as we can be present as much as we can while we're here because we don't have this version of everything you know here forever yeah so it can be gone tomorrow man it, it can be and and I want to, uh, I want to, I want to remember that. I want my future decisions to filter through that. That's beautiful. And if none of you have seen the movie Tombstone, and this is the first time you're hearing the term "I'm your Huckleberry," or the first time you're hearing the name Doc Holliday, do yourself a favor. It's available pretty much everywhere. Yeah. I think we're actually watching this right now on Amazon Prime. Yeah. You watch can watch the movie. it on Amazon Prime, uh, free with ads right now. Yeah. I think that's what we're doing. Boom. Free with ads. Killing it. Y'all, um, I really, really enjoyed this story. I, I, I hope you guys did too. Um, you know, I, I just think as creators or as actually just as humans, I think we need to let go sometimes and do this crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's taking these little soul vacations and if you have the means to do it shit if you don't have the means to do it find the means to do it get out of your box get out of your box bomb your boundaries bomb your boundaries i can't we can't stress that enough we should always be growing we should always be evolving yeah having mr rowland fisher on this podcast today uh 
told a really great tale of a man and the road, but really it was about the discovery of more of yourself and mm -hmm. what and how you plan to live your life from here forward. So y'all take that in. It's been a pleasure to have our guest, Mr. Rylan Fisher. Thank you so much for being here, man. Thanks for telling your story. Thanks for having me. And thanks for, thanks for taking a chance. Thanks for having balls and just getting out there and, uh, and chasing after the unknown. Thank you all so much for listening. Stay safe out there and bomb your boundaries, baby.